Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Will C Blogs Podcast. It's your host, Will Cruz. Hi, how are you? Hopefully, you've had a great week. If you haven't and you're trying to fake it till you make it, no shame. We're all doing the same. This episode is sponsored by the word perseverance because if you had a crummy week like I did and you just overcame all the obstacles, headaches, and drama coming at you 24-7, one, pat yourself on the back, king or queen, because you deserve it, and two, you made it. And I want to be transparent with you guys. My week was crummy because unfortunately, sometime during the week, I was robbed. Nintendo Switch Lite, I was talking so highly of you, gone. Laptop, gone. All materialistic things. I'm healthy. Everything's fine. And you know what? I'm trying to take the negative and turn it into a positive. So let's not get too caught up in the bad. Let's start focusing on what we've overcame. Be thankful for what we have now and continue to grow and be better people every single day. I'm starting to sound like a motivational speaker, and this is a media slash gaming podcast. So let's transition into today's topics, shall we? For today's first topic, I want to talk about Microsoft and their relationship with free-to-play games. Now, if Xbox isn't your console of choice, this is going to sound really unfamiliar and also truly silly, like completely silly, because as of April 21st, Microsoft released a blog post talking about how their free to play games are now actually free to play. And if you're confused, let me explain. So if you just got an Xbox or if you just don't want to spend money, but you want to play games like Fortnite, Roblox, Rocket League, Destiny 2, Apex Legends. Well, did you have Xbox Live Gold? No? Oh, well, then you can't play because Microsoft put an unnecessary paywall. And I wish I could say I was exaggerating, but for years, this has been going on. If you were a gamer and you only had an Xbox console, you unfortunately could not play this unless you paid up which is stupid. So Microsoft says in a nice blog post using polite language saying that they've been listening to feedback and now you can play free to play games without any issue. And you wanna know what's truly interesting about this whole ordeal? The fact that this is only being done because Microsoft shot themselves in the foot earlier this year. Did you forget? Cause I didn't. They literally said, Microsoft I'm referring to, Hey, you've been paying $60 a year for access to Xbox Live Gold and yada, 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 a paywall. Nothing worthwhile. They literally doubled down and said, now let's have you pay $120 a year for nothing. You can say games with gold. That's a lie. There is literally nothing. And they wanted you to pay twice the price. And um, consumers were not happy with that news announcement. That's why they reverted, because they realized, wow, we are making a bigger hole in our pocket than we expected. And with that revision was the additional news that free to play games would be actually free to play on Microsoft. So guess what? That was months ago. The future is now. And yeah, they were true to their word. And I get it, Microsoft. It makes sense to focus on your subscription model because the Game Pass and Ultimate members are the most financially viable for the business. But let's not piss off the loyal fans, the millions who've been there since day one. Keep in mind, PC players don't deal with this struggle. They just download whatever client that the game is on and play it because it's free. It's no issues. And guess what? It should be like that across the board. Not trying to be a negative Nancy here, but come on. It's in the name of the genre, guys and gals. Free to play. Keyword, 
free. So kudos to Microsoft for catching up. It's 2021. It's been a while. Let's hope they don't shoot themselves in the foot again. Or maybe we should, because realistically, this change would have never happened hadn't they made the mistake with the Xbox Live price increase. But you know what isn't a mistake? This transition. Seems like Microsoft isn't the only team that's making revisions because PlayStation or Sony is doing the exact same. So a couple episodes back, I spoke about how Sony was making closures to their PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PSP storefronts. Well, Sony kind of dealt with the backlash because the internet done expressed what they expressed, and boom, two-thirds of a revision was made. So congratulations if you're against emulation because guess what? Your PlayStation 3 store and PS Vita store are still alive and kicking. That is amazing, not only for preservation reasons, but in reality, I failed to mention last time that there's still developers producing games for the Vita storefront, basically keeping a whole community alive. You love to see it. Now, I can't say much for the PlayStation 3 storefront. Like, I don't know how heavy that community is. I just joined myself, so you have to pardon my ignorance. But the fact that you can still pick up a game digitally is a win in my book. Unfortunately, if you're still using your PSP, one, I don't know how you're still using it, but more power to you. And two, that digital storefront is still set to close. It's really sad. I mean, I don't think anybody's excited to see this storefront close. But in reality, the PSP has been kicking for a while now. I mean, to put things into perspective, it released back in March of 2005, the first PSP. I was still in elementary school back then, getting ready to focus on middle school. So needless to say, it, it's been around. But you know what? Two out of three ain't bad. And Sony kind of needed some sort of kick in the butt to do the right thing because they were getting bombarded with bad news. And this was just the tip of the iceberg for Sony. They had more situations. Let's look at it like this. You started with the digital store closures. Ooh, that's not good. At the PlayStation 4 C-Bomb, which was basically when the CMOS battery, something that's internally dies, renders your console useless. That's terrible. At the additional problem that goes with the PlayStation 5 and the CMOS battery, and you're just looking at a whirlwind of headaches. Oh, and you want to know what the best part was? Reading Microsoft or Xbox fanboys saying, well, that's why the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S are better. We don't deal with the CMOS battery. Um, yeah, okay, that's true. But also, if it can't connect to a server, it's the exact same situation. Truly stupid. <laughs> I get it. I sound like a pessimistic butthole. But in reality, it's the exact same situation dressed up with a different console. You can't tell me otherwise. I've said this once and I'll say it again. Microsoft, Sony, release a patch to fix this situation. One, nobody wants this headache. And two, this isn't how you treat your customers. Come on. I'm not trying to sound like a Karen, but realistically, this is a headache. Stop making the same mistakes and stop making it hard to be a console gamer. It's about time to make things easier for everyone. Just like how this transition is going to be nice and easy right now. For the last section of the podcast, I wanted to highlight and talk about an idea rather than a specific topic. Now, if you're still listening, one, I love you for making it this far, and two, it's pretty safe to say that we enjoy and or love video games to some degree. Raise your hand if you actually agree. You look silly, please put your hand down, you know I can't see you right now. <laughs> anyway, back to the point. 
Whether you have tens or hundreds or even thousands of games across all of your platforms or even PC, you know, it is a privilege because in reality, this as a hobby can be super expensive. I think we can all agree. And I want to echo the same sentiment I had on the Yeats and Dabs episode with Amy Campbell, which was a great episode. I know I referenced it prior. You should check it out. But long story short, our conversation led to the idea that developers spend years literally dedicating their lives to creating a moment and experience a piece of art for you to enjoy. But you have to keep this in mind, developers. Art is subjective. You can't please everyone. I'm not saying you're not thinking of this. But it's also something to keep in mind because as a consumer of games, literally seeing an endless amount of options, it's kind of hard to realistically know where my wallet will be going next. And now that I think about it, I legitimately wait for majority of the games I'm interested in to go on sale before I purchase them. Because one, I don't want to be a beta tester. But two, I just want to save my money. I don't think that's such a far-fetched idea. So the reason I'm talking about this is because there was an interview with the Days Gone director slash creator John Garvin, and he was talking about the fact that, you know, supporting them and how they want to make a sequel. But I'm going to use his quote, and there's some profanity, so pardon me, but I do want to highlight what he said. He said, I do have an opinion on something that the audience may find of interest, and it might piss some of them off. If you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale or I got it through PS Plus or whatever. Now, I'm not attempting to take his words out of context and twist it in a negative manner. In fact, there's a four hour interview you can totally check out and then form your opinion from there. But in reality, I did want to highlight how developers who basically release one game want you to continuously support them so that way they can continue to make games that you love. But that's also assuming you enjoy what they've produced prior. It's interesting because I halfway agree, yet halfway disagree with this point of view. I mean, yeah, it would be dope if you can buy every game at MSRP because that way it supports everybody who put their hard work into it. However, I'm not obligated to do so. With games becoming more glitchy and feeling more like alpha test, it doesn't truly make sense to buy a game MSRP anymore. It's literally like a loot box. You don't know what you're going to get at the end of the day. Listen, spend your money the way you want. I'm not going to judge you. Just don't tell me how to spend my money. Just like I won't tell you how to spend your money. But I will tell you, unfortunately, it is time to say goodbye. And just like that third solo episode in the bag, cha-ching. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Will C Blogs podcast. Man, I truly appreciate the love, whether it be a like, a subscription, you're sharing with a friend, a five-star rating, whatever you're doing, whether you're listening on launch or 30 million years later, it's all good, it's all love. As always, you can catch me at Will C Blogs pretty much everywhere on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, you name it, you can find me. Just want to tell you guys I appreciate you, and I'll catch you all on the next episode. Continue to be amazing, spread some love, play a game or two, and I'll catch you all next time.